for the search for the Green Morgan. I can already hear the music playing as the titles roll for the film adaptation <laughs> made by Peter Jackson. Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> going around swap meets. <laughs> I will find you! Hello! You're listening to Talking Utter Slot, the podcast about grown men having fun playing with toy cars. I'm Scott. And I'm Nick. <laughs> Caught you by surprise. Yeah. It did, didn't it? <laughs> I forgot who I was for a minute. <laughs> When's he going to stop talking? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> well, which is a bit sad for a podcast to stop talking. Anyway, um, this week we are going to be talking about the search for the Green Morgan. That's going to become one of the great folklore myths of uh, English history. <laughs> yeah, uh, I might have just imagined that car completely. <laughs> well, that's perfect for a, a myth, isn't it? I mean, you know, holy grails and all that, they don't necessarily <laughs> really exist. So if you're wondering what the hell we're babbling on about, um, it's got to do with a car that I recently bought, which was a Morgan, uh, and I thought, oh, great, I've got the two that need to be got. But next mentioned another one. Do you want to tell what's the other? So I've just started to explain. I've bought a yellow and black Dewalt one, which I'll show later. Show us the car, Scott. Show us. Oh, show I'll us. Show the, dun, 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 rising skillfully. There we go. Um, I'm not sure the camera could focus terribly well on it, but um, SCX Morgan uh, Le Mans car. Uh, the, the aerodynamics of an inverted brick, I think, probably <laughs> in reality. <laughs> Now, I've had a blue and silver one, which I know raced at Le Mans, and then this livery uh, proclaims to have raced at Le Mans, so it must have done. And I thought that was it. But you mentioned there's another one with a bit of a history that I need to, to get. So I want to explain to the listeners. Yes, so SCX, I think, and unless I've completely imagined it, did a sort of an Aston Martin-y green, not the Aston Martin F1 team green, but a sort of a sagey green um one with black wheels, which was driven by Jacques Lafitte in an GT championship. I think French GT, but who knows? Um, but yeah, it's very smart. It's um, sort of sagey green, a bit matte, and it has silver bits on it. That is your winter mission to That's find winter, so, that and complete so, your set of... So it's the, the, search for the, the search for the Green Morgan. I uh, can already hear the music playing as the titles roll for the film adaptation <laughs> made by Peter Jackson. Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> going around swap meets. <laughs> I will find you! <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, the least likely, yes. Uh, we'll get Daniel Day-Lewis to, to play, yes. Right, anyway, this is good. <laughs> T-shirts will be available. Whatever. Um, save us from even more insanity. Um Tell us about your Subarus, Nick. <laughs> yes. Well, it's been an eventful week in cheap Subaru land in that, first of all, I decided, um, oh, I want to have a quick one. I mean, they are actually quite quick. You're still um, talking about slot cars, aren't you? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that thought doesn't occur very often in the winter, let me tell you. Um <laughs> I'm not putting the heating on. I'm not getting in the mood. Uh, and I'm going to start building Subarus instead. So I had a thought that I wanted a quick Subaru and um, cut the bottom of the chassis out to fit a slotted pod. Um, and I did that and I thought, oh, that's quite technical for you. 
Um, so I, yeah, that all fitted and drilled the holes for the screws just about straight. And, um, so put it all together and then realized that, yeah, when you, when you have these chassis with pods, the screws are recessed into the chassis. And, uh, of course the Scoelectric flat pan from the nineties has no recesses for screws. Um, so without sort of that, this is why 3d chassis printers exist because they need the recesses that's the only thing i think that they're really bringing to the party unless it's um <laughs> count of some screw yeah exactly um seems like, because seems yeah like, if it seems like a lot of effort <laughs> i i know i mean i jest i'm sure that all their little sort of spirally designs to make their chassis flex are incredibly um gainful in terms of performance um yeah but um they do have recesses in which to put their screws so that they don't catch on the rails or fall out or anything else which is the problem that i then found fortunately it was a bit it was sort of the leftover parts from my colin mcrae one that i did and some stuff that i gave to lawrence to help him finish his and it was just sort of a few bits of bodywork and an old chassis pan with nothing in it so i i tried that out didn't work so any uh shabby um remoted uh subaru is going to have to have a short can motor like a, a standard mabuchi because nothing else will fit i can't put a nice long can motor in because i can't put a pod in and i don't know how to re-engineer the uh the clips that hold the motor in okay which is fine um so yeah, that's been going on. I just arrived this morning. This is almost literally an unboxing. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't do unboxing. There, there was, no, no, we don't it, do unboxing. The, the box is now gone. In fact, it wasn't a box. It was a rolled-up piece of corrugated cardboard with tape on each end and screwed-up bits of sort of paper, presumably from the owner's or the vendor's child's uh, exercise book. Um, okay, <laughs> really. But then it's again. He did only charge one pound fifty five for post. Well, so is, uh, that's that's very good actually. I'm I think it's one of the additional treats of eBay buying is when yeah. you get you get that uh, sometimes unfortunately the smell of the previous owner's <laughs> accommodation, but uh, but often you get these bits of newspaper and things, and it's quite fine. What what were they reading? What did they have to hand? What why was yeah. this? So it's just another little bit of. You know, archaeology along the way of un- <laughs> unboxing the slot car. Well, this one was advertised at fifteen pounds, mm-hmm. and um, I offered him twelve because it was make or, or best offer. <laughs> Buy it now, fifteen pounds, or make your best offer. So I offered him twelve English pounds, and he said no, 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 no. Um, and was he French? Your, or uh, no, he wasn't actually. <laughs> Um, I, I'm not sure where he came from, but, but for the purposes uh, of the movie, he's French. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, it then came up again at ten pounds. His starting price was ten pounds, so I just bought it just to annoy him because you know he turned down my twelve pounds. Anyway, here it is. Hey. It is an complete silver Subaru set car, which is going to be painted white. Um, but it came without a guide. Oh right, okay. How 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 does that happen? That's why it went from fifteen to ten. Probably took it out <laughs> when he saw that I bought it. He took the guide out. 
I'll give you 12 yeah. quid, mate. Yeah, in a French accent, obviously. <laughs> oh, <there we>. no, <laughs> you don't yeah. need a French accent because I was watching the trailer yesterday for the new film about Napoleon. Ah, right, okay. Yes. I'm uh, Ridley Scott film. To that. With, yeah, me too. And now seeing the trailer, very much so, because um, Joaquin Phoenix has mm-hmm. not turned in a bad performance ever. Um, and it looks quite fun, and there's lots of massive, massive army fighting. So, yeah, let's have some of that, please. But I... um, not a trace of a French accent anywhere to be found. He is not sitting there going, huh? Yeah. Yeah. He's not. Not tonight, not tonight no. Josephine. No. no, he sounds pretty American, really. <laughs> Shock. Um, <laughs> well, well, of course he was. And this is going to betray uh, an unnecessary uh, level of knowledge that I picked up from another podcast. He was Corsican, very proud Corsican, and uh, the Corsican accent isn't very French, and um, so he wouldn't have sounded French. So maybe uh-huh. that's what. Maybe in the course of rehearsal, when <laughs> not sure he sounded was, Californian uh, though. <laughs> I'm just trying to help. <laughs> How did I made that mistake Napoleon? actually on, on the Acropolis a couple of weeks ago because I said, "Oh, you know, my best friend's married to a Greek chap," and she uh, and he's, he said, "Hold on," and I thought he was going to say, "Your best friend, she," because you know, blokes tend to do that. And then um, it was like, he, "Sorry, he's married to Greek. Where's he from?" I was like, "Cyprus." Oh, he's not Greek. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not Greek. No, no, no. Not properly Greek. No. Yeah, that's a whole, yeah. I think they still haven't resolved that little territorial dispute. Have we? Some... Well, yes, but he's from the, the the bit that is Greek, proudly. Well, Greek. well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Still, I, one of the one of the unfulfilled things of my career was um, I get to dip into geopolitics. So, for those who don't know, uh, there's. Um, Oh, is it Crete? Sorry, I'm thinking, I'm confusing it with Cyprus, am I? It's, is it Cyprus that's divided? Which one is divided Cyprus in is di- divided. Divided in two, sorry. There you go. I'm failing to listen properly. Anyway, I'll start telling the tale. In the middle, war-torn island, or divided, so half Greek, half Turkish, banned down the middle, implemented by the UN in 1970-something or other. Mm. And in the middle of that is a, a town. Uh, which until well, not well, it's still working. I don't think there was a light bulb still on in a flat sort of thing. But the reason I was interested in it was there was a Toyota dealership, which still had a showroom full of cars. And a measure of how long ago it was, it was still in that slightly nappy poo, greeny brown colours, that sort of thing from <laughs> the early seventies. Um, so there was Celica, Corolla, you know, a couple of other things. Uh, and you, know, the, the the notion was that when time came right and people could re-enter this demilitarized zone, sort of thing, um, you would just you know put some fuel in, hook up a battery, and this these things would fire up because you know in the middle of albeit it's in the middle of the, an island, but you know it's a hot climate, it's fairly dry, so these things had not rusted away. Uh, however, I, I, even though I worked at Toyota for 25 years, no one had so fit to end the, <laughs> the <political laughs> dispute. So they're still sitting there, as far as I know. Well, it's I like when we, mo- we went on holiday, well, we went on honeymoon to Malta, and the number of British Leyland vehicles from the mid, mid to late 70s that are pottering around still. And he's thinking, hold on, this is an island the size of the Isle of Wight, surrounded by one of the saltier seas in the world. Why are they still here? But no, absolutely mint. 
I guess it's very. I guess they don't get wet very often. That's, so you need salt yeah. and water, don't you? So anyway, how did we get to? Anyway, meanwhile, back. So the Subaru. You're not. You've got. You're going to do four. You've, yes. you've done. You've painted so, two. I've painted two. I bought another one last night. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know well, Lawrence, a... you see, Lawrence, Lawrence, sort of. He bought two cars from a set. He bought because he wanted a Focus, um, which he's going to put a three D chassis under for Slot Rally GB. Uh, so okay. that's we should Why explain not? that Lawrence is a is a chap who goes to the Farnborough Park Slot Car Club. Indeed. Yeah, and he drives like... into the back of my car whenever I'm having my own accident <laughs> and then accuses me of taking him off and gets very humpy about it. But, um, yes. So there was much debate about this last night because he did it not once but twice. Um, I was having an accident on my own and he, he sort of just decided to pile into it. He could have waited. He could have just driven past me. No, drive into it, lose points, and then grumble about my me nerfing him off when I was actually nerfing myself and he just was an innocent bike. Well, not so innocent, actually, because it was all going to <laughs> So, there we are. Um, yeah. Think yourself told, Lawrence. Um, the... Uh, <laughs> we'll, the... We'll, offer you right, we'll offer you right to reply, Lawrence. Don't worry. Yeah, quite, quite. <laughs> well, he's driving me to Wales for, for the uh, Y Valley rally the weekend. Uh, used... Next weekend. I think, and he's like, you might, used... just, you might be in Wales longer than you were planning. I was going to say... <laughs> Do you do you like Swindon services? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He he got the focus, and it came with a red Subaru, um, which apparently is a rare one because it's the number five. Don't care. It's going to get repainted. <laughs> um. So this yeah, a... this was a silver one. Uh-huh. Up and, uh huh. Up and this one actually goes with the other chassis, but I just put the other chassis under the other body. So this one will be the yellow and API-sponsored one Agony drove on Rally Lana, which um, MSC produced as a livery. Um, and then there was a 132nd scale decal set going for pennies on eBay, so I bought it um, to put onto one of these cars because I think it's pretty, and I don't think you can ever have enough Italian rally cars, uh, because they always look cool. Um, okay. Let's do that national stereotyping. Anything <laughs> Italians do looks very cool. But even an Italian Japanese car? Yeah, because it's delivery. <laughs> okay. It's an Italian Japanese car <laughs> styled by an Englishman. Yeah, yeah, it gets more complicated, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just think it's nice. I think it's nice. So I'm going to put that livery onto the white one. And then we have the Dayglow Horror Show that is here. Yes. Wow. Wow. Um, It's not getting any darker. Uh, So this is Halford's fluorescent paint, which is really cheap. It's like the same size can (laughs) as all the other paints. But paint has now gone. When I started repainting cart, no, before COVID, it was like seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine a can. It's now thirteen ninety nine a can. I mean, are they having to get their paint from China using a, I don't know, Russian flying service or something? And yeah, I don't know the excuses yeah. people get for hiking their prices in the wake of COVID. It's not, you know, 
we're not there's there's a grain shortage because of Ukraine. I don't think that there's a Melbourne red BMW spray can shortage because of what's going on in Ukraine. So this is just <laughs> rampant profiteering. Um and so yeah, fortunately the fluorescent paints haven't suffered the same fate as the branded colours. And um yeah, so that was really cheap to do. And yeah, it looks a bit cheap. I mean it, it is a weird livery. Um some lights the spotty bits look red sometimes they look fluorescent and sometimes they just look orange um i'm going with the orange because that works with the decals so there we are um it's yeah a bit weird um one of those sort of national rally championships after everyone's forgotten about the car and the bloke's just sort of painted it himself i think um and that's okay it stands out and I want to have four cars to the same spec that we can use at the club. So that's my green one. The white car with the yellow bits on will be the yellow one. Um, I've got another white car to do with red bits on, which is the Valencia livery that uh, Louis Clement drove. Um, and then the blue one will be um, E. Leclerc livery. So it's it's quite cool, actually. It's the Subaru blue with a pale blue sort of splashed over it, a white stripe down the middle and an orange circle. And E. Leclerc is like the Currys slash Dixons of France, apparently. Yeah, well, it's one of the brand names I always remember from trips to France. Yeah, the Leclerc. I thought they were just mm -hmm. a supermarket, but yeah, maybe they are a, a kind of... Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, be then one. There is a livery for a car for. Which is a supermarket, yes. Which yes. is a supermarket, and it's one that we use when we go on holiday, so I was sort of quite tempted to that. But then it's just the word Carrefour in blue, and they wanted like £23 for a set of decals. I'm like, sorry, that's just a word. And you, uh, yes, and you were completely up at the place of paint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although Halfords be told. Um... <laughs> you sound as... <laughs> it sounds like we should have a special feature runner, you know, paint, paint watch, the kind of the in index... Be, What's my guts grumpy this week? <laughs> no, we can sort of, you know, we can the, the track the price of a basic uh, slot car set, you know, through time. That can be a, an index, of course, but also for the tuners among you or the the, the scratch builders among you. The well, we did cost. sort of look at it, didn't we, a, a while ago because we were just randomly talking about it. And actually, coming back to the hobby in two thousand two, and cars were twenty five ninety nine. And now they're well, certainly scale electric cars are twenty five ninety nine, and now they're fifty three ninety nine, and actually that's completely in line with inflation. Rather worryingly, isn't it? That's a dreadful thing. It's here, yeah. In, yeah, in twenty one years, that's quite sad. I did. I uh, when I started, so about two years ago, I thought that when I started buying again, I had in my head that slot cars were about twenty five quid. And so I was really appalled and amazed at how much. Yeah, and I sort of mentally thought, well, I'm not buying anything that's more than 30 quid. You know, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and as I've slowly gone through the crates of stuff that I've got, that I bought back then, I'm finding things and you see a price tag on it. And you think, ah, yes, this will be you know, subconsciously thinking this will be cheap. And I look, it says 35, 30. And I'm thinking, I obviously just blocked out <laughs> with spending that kind of money. And they were just 25 quid and that was it. But, um well, this might, my, my, if I can return Speaking to my... Speaking of bargains of that nature, oh, hello, uh -huh. it's back again. This was, uh, this was a bit of a bargain. I, it came in its box. Right. Um, it, it kind of looked like it hadn't been run. Tires are all great, etc. 
uh, and that was thirty quid. So I thought that was rather good in the in the day and age of the fifty three pound new slot. Strong, but anyway, bargains. What, 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 bargains. Are you, what are you? Uh, it's Orpington this weekend. You're almost definitely going. I am very <laughs> possibly going. Um, although I just know I'm going to come back with Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> There are more Subarus. What I was going to say before we moved on to opposite, I'm glad you're doing them in something other than the blue with gold wheels because I think it's one of the most off-putting thing when you watch sort of 90s, right? just the endless, or you go to car meets and there's a rows and rows of blue <laughs> Subarus with gold wheels and you just think, okay, just can we paint it another colour because I'm sure there must have been some, but it so I'm glad you're doing that in D-Glow. I know. It was a sort of a... It was almost sort of the Ferrari of rallying, wasn't it? The blue and yellow. Mm, I don't know. Everybody else, but I never saw it that way. I, mean, I, I, yeah, I know you're a Toyota person. <laughs> so it, for you, it has to be white, green and red. And I'm a Skoda person, so it has to be white, green and red. But there was something that was quite cool about Subaru blue and yellow at RAC time. My friend from school went to university up north and uh, the rally would pass through there. He bought, because obviously the, the teams, actually they still do, the World Rally teams sort of sell their team kit as merch. And he bought a Subaru jacket and went to a nightclub when the rally was coming through town and said that he was with the team. Massive hit with the ladies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... If there are any, what are we? Where are we now? Sort of nearly thirty-year-olds looking for looking for a parent up north. <laughs> yeah. No idea. Yes, it's a, it's a slight. It's a sort of slightly muddy and damp <laughs> version of "I'm with the band," isn't it? Really? Yeah, basically. That that's yeah. it worked for him. Well, good, I'm glad that, that that's best left uncommented on. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, but the blue and yellow. The blue and yellow does work. It was it was kind of cool and kind of iconic. But yeah, there were some really interesting paint jobs. And um, so, working with historic rally cars at the moment, the colours that people paint them in are sort of intriguing in themselves. Like there's a guy uh, Tibor Erdi from Hungary who's got a Ford Sierra four x four Cosworth. So the sapphire, mm-hmm. and he's managed to paint it in the sort of purple with lightning that was on the Ford Pumas last year uh, on the on the M Sport cars, and he has built his own company logos into that scheme. Into that scheme. Well, this is it's like uh, let's see, Revo slot this week have announced some more Porsche GT ones, right? And uh, I think one of them is in. Uh, so one of them's in a what would be a nine one seven livery, so silver martini from nineteen seventy one. Oh no! And Surely in, there's enough well, actual you know, liveries. Well, you would think, but maybe they've done them. I don't know. And so um, I, I'm still not sure. I think so. A real livery, a real Porsche livery on another Porsche, I think <laughs> is all right somehow or other. Mm. But I don't know why I think that's all right. But then if you put, I don't know. Just seems odd to me, but anyway. Um, back yeah, to pink Orpington. pig nine nine seven NSR. No, no. Don't you? And yeah, don't, don't you? I don't you say like... nasty things about pink pigs. Don't you? No, no, that? no. I like pink pigs. <laughs> um, <laughs> it looks very unpink on the camera. I'm I sure quite like the pink pig Moby Dick that Sideways did. 
Well, again, I, I, so this one, I mean, this one, I, um, passes my nitpicky threshold because it's a real car. They really did paint yeah. a real car that way and race it. So that's fine. But obviously, nobody painted a Moby Dick. In... No, they well, didn't. Well, I mean, how can you, it's, it's, you know, it's crossbreeding, isn't it? You know, pigs and whales. It just doesn't work. So, no, this is true. Because <laughs> uh, it would be a drowned pig for one thing. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> edit that one out. Um, yeah, but I I repainted a scale electric Porsche nine nine six in pink big because that was from Belcar. It had competed in the Belgian national GT championship in pink big colours, and I think it was Pato did a uh, a decal sheet for that. And I thought, yeah, why not? So I did, and I, it was really quite nice. And then I sold it. Oh, well, that's okay. I mean, that's a good question. Do you enjoy do, do, doing them more than having them? Or is that no, so? no, I don't enjoy doing them. Um, <laughs> I really laugh- don't. I'm laughing because you spend every waking hour <laughs> painting stuff. Yeah, I know. And it's just because people won't make the cars that I want. So I have to do it myself. <laughs> um yeah, so so yeah, I, I yeah, no, I, I I I like the finished product and I like driving them. Uh I don't like doing them and I certainly don't like selling them because then I regret it about three months later. Yeah, that's the I I haven't I haven't sold any slot cars ever and um ever? I need to. Ever. No. No. There's a, I mean there's a and there's stuff that I just happily should get rid of. But I haven't I can't quite bring myself to do it. Uh, so because I, I think once say there's half a dozen bits of junk that I sell that I never run and don't want anyway, so no loss. But mm. I just think if I cross that threshold once I've started, you know, then where will it stop? I'll yeah. start trying to argue that yeah, I've got to get rid of all my old. You know, anyway, whatever. Speaking of selling, uh, mm. translating it into buying, it's Orpington. We're both going yes. to Orpington, and. Uh, a tre- terrible thought struck me that we should probably do like bargain hunt. You know, you wear red, I'll wear blue, <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we go around with a, a budget to spend <laughs> um, ten quid. No, no, a bit more than yeah. ten quid. I can do and, that uh, as long we, as I'm in and out early. I'll do. I'll do an early doors uh, bargain hunt for sure. I will. I will see what we so what we can accumulate for you know, a set set of money. Yeah, um, that's uh, that gives us a purpose. I've got added incentive not to spend anything because I've been thinking, hmm, if I don't go to Orpington, what what could that potential slot car fund go towards? And I'm leaning towards the Scale Auto uh, Mitsubishi Lancer Evo 5 of the inline variety um, because the uh, decal sheet for Richard Burns's Car 1998 Catalonia is available, which is an easy switch to the 1998 Network Q Rally of Great Britain, aka RAC Rally, as it was still called by most people in 1998. Proper, um, proper name, yeah. Yeah, I think actually, I don't think it even had Rally GB at the time. I think it was just the Network Q Rally. Um, and uh, yeah, and Richard won it, and I used to help a bit with his PR, and I was there to launch the Skoda Octavia World Rally Car. And having done that, because we didn't have any Skodas competing that anyone was going to pay me to do the PR for, I went home. So I was listening on the radio to a Richard Burns um, 
driving into the lead on the first morning through epic fog. Um, and I think Mackinnon crashed out, didn't he, early on the first day? Anyway, certainly 1998, I was listening to the it radio just, in my so, Skoda Felicia, my mighty Skoda Felicia, which that year was a 1.6 petrol engine because I'd had the 1.3 in my first year and I had the 1.9 unturbocharged diesel in my second year. And then finally, year three, Nirvana, the 1.6 GLXI. Um, <laughs> Fully branded with all the rally car stickers on it. Um, oh, excellent. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Hell. we had successfully launched the Octavia WRC and announced Armin Schwartz would be driving the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then off I toddled back to Flam, which is in no, Southwest I mean, Six. I'm, <laughs> I, uh, I'm very fond of the Octavia WRC car, but of course it didn't, it didn't have a very auspicious start, did it, at, at Monte Carlo? No, I think it didn't quite make it from. It the, didn't start, did it? it? I think it broke down from the ceremonial ramp to the actual start. I don't think it got out of Monaco. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, by the time the thing was in action, I had moved on. I was at Ford, and um, my old boss Johnny Gill was looking after things and more hands on because I wasn't there. And um, I remember he he said that. Um, the car was a bit rubbish and there was only one thing that it was really good at. And so they went and they got the longest jump in Portugal, um, you know, on that, on the, on the Faro thing when they measure yeah. it. And it was yeah. like, I'll just chuck it at the jump and see it. the worst thing that can happen <laughs> is it'll break. And uh, or it might be the best thing. And it didn't break, but they did get the longest jump. I think it's the last era of lots of unusual cars could be rally cars. So the fact that there was, Subaru was a two-door coupe with a boot. You know, you had hatchbacks. You had a five-door, four-door saloon. I can't remember. Yeah. It was a hatchback, wasn't it? Even though it looked like a saloon. And a so, Hyundai Accent. And a Hyundai Accent, yeah. There's a very humble beginning for that, what became uh, a, a <laughs> You still see them. You see quite a lot of them in Greece, and you look at them and go, how did anyone think I could make this sexy? <laughs> well, it was. Was it MCD? Was it, there was a, it was British yes, it rally prep yes. preparers, probably on a shoe. Um, I don't know the facts. I'm sure it was on a shoestring, and uh, it was really they probably went to a local importer and said, "If you give us a few quid, we can go and do this." And uh, <laughs> oh no, it was it was certainly a big central thing because nothing happens at Hyundai without the because it's still a family owned company. And really? The reason okay. why they yeah they still the reason why they still went back to WRC in twenty. 13 to start in 14 was the fact that the um the the chairman or the son of the chairman is a massive wrc fan um the other great interest that they have is in polar expedition um which is why i hooked up with them a couple of years ago because they were the first company to drive a standard road car to the south pole really yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll argue about you that off here. <laughs> a standard road car. <clears throat> On big inflatable wheels, but it was a standard road ah, car. Yeah, 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 so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, right, yeah. yeah. It was driven by uh, Ernest Shackleton's great-great-grandson. Uh, not a standard road car, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving on from Brad, I don't know why I'm doing because the uh, listeners and viewers hopefully will remember the Top Gear Polar Hilux program, 
where a big red truck went to a variation on the North Pole. It was the magnetic North Pole. Right. And um, that was one of uh, one of my big projects when I was there. And um, we built two big red trucks, which went along just in case one of them broke or fell down a crevasse or whatever. Um, and very, uh, very wisely, I think, I chose not to go and spend three weeks living <laughs> in sub-zero <laughs> temperatures with Clarkson, Hammond and May um, and sent uh, the, the, the then young chap uh, who worked for me uh, rather than go along myself. So I happily watched the programme and signed off the bill. We had to charter um, getting the cars built and getting them there. Um, we all had to do it so far ahead. They, they sailed in, which of course that had to happen in summer. They weren't ready in time. So we had to fly them in. So we had to charter a C-130 Hercules transport, military transport, uh, which landed, uh, didn't stop the engines, they unloaded sort of some gear, turned round and left. Because <laughs> uh, if they stopped the engines, they would they would have been stuck. It would have been too cold. Uh, so I was I was very glad I didn't go now. Anyway, enough of all that. But actually, having said enough of all of that, um, slot car manufacturers and Skeletrics, I'm looking at you, um, Polar Hilux, big wheels, television famous, trucks, you know, let's go on with it. Let's. Cause Where's Minko when you need them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, yeah, my shopping basket, so it has the, uh, um, it's also got some slotting plus tyres, which is a new where, brand for me. Uh, in, where, I've not invested you? in their stuff. Okay, and why are you choosing to try slotting plus tyres? Because it's made for Ninko track, and our club track is Ninko track. And also, it's those, they've done it, so they are like the cut slicks. They've got the little diagonals going in opposite ways every every alternate thing. So okay. it'll look quite cool as well. But slotting plus, everyone keeps raving about slotting plus whenever they're mentioned, sort of like they made a, they've made one car in their lives complete, and it was a Reynard. 2k lmp thing um heinously ugly but apparently it's the the quickest slot car ever built or something um production rtr slot um and now and and they've always sold bits it's like when slot it first started because slot it was making bits to make your scale electric stuff go quicker and then maurizio went i know i'll make a porsche 956 oh no he didn't he made the audi r8c didn't he because it was the prettiest car ever designed he thought I think he's wrong, but uh, yeah. well, you know, he's, he's uh, mm, yes, it's yeah. all right. It's all right. But um, yeah, so they made their reputation with parts, and I've never had any of their parts. And tires are easy to put on, so I'll have some <laughs> of their tires. <laughs> well, my my guilty confession is I had some visitors around a couple of weeks ago, and there was a very strong possibility they would want to go out into the slot shed. Uh, and I thought I better tidy up a bit. This is slightly embarrassing. So I uh, and I had lots of tires in various little tubs and bags and just lying around. Uh, and not giving myself enough time, I just scooped them all up and put them in a carrier bag. <laughs> so I've now, <laughs> so I've now got a, so a slightly tidier workbench. Uh, but the task of going rummage, 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 rummage. I'm, I'm sure I've got two of those. I'm sure I've got two of those. But um, the search still goes on for, um, and in fact, Rundown and Orpington might be the way to do it. Um, sort of standard SCX rally ribbed tyre replacement. 
I need to. I I got some in the past, but the, that seller doesn't have them anymore. Um, so I need I need a bucket load of those. Well, funnily enough, Slotting Plus also did exact re- replacements for SEX tires, but they seem to have yeah. sold out everywhere, and they don't make uh, them anymore. They're on their yeah, website still. Slotting Plus has a website, and it's got lots of products which they no longer make. Yeah, small companies' websites are never the best source of accurate information. <laughs> no, this is true. So, and I can understand so, that because it's a. What else are you going to look neck. for then on Sunday? Oh, Green Morgan and some replacement SEX tires. The green, I think if I find the Green Morgan in the in open air, you know, just lying <laughs> there in the in the, in the street, as it were. Then that's going to be uh, that's going to be disappointing. There's no real saga involved. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need. To, I could be know. making. I could have just completely imagined that this car ever existed. Of course, there is that possibility. Well, well, in which case you're going to have to make me one. You know, you're going to have to do the decals <laughs> and paint it and all that sort of thing because you've raised expectations now. Yes. Yeah, um, I don't know is the honest answer. Um, so I mean, what's still? I've got. I'm hoping for a Mirage to come from Skeletric at some point, and uh, what else is there due from there? Kind we still haven't forward. got the Ruffman's Holden out, have we? No, that's true. That's also on. Uh, on that must be. I say must be, given that the Aussies have got their various versions, haven't they? So yeah. Um, have we got the Jag Police Car yet? The Mark One. They did Mark One and a Mark Two, yeah. didn't they? Oh yeah, those ones. Uh, I think because I've written them off as I'm not buying those. Uh, I don't know is a short answer. <laughs> <laughs> they are not. They are not on my radar. I, I think one of the good things about going to swap meets is is milling around and then just finding something. You think, oh, oh, that's a bit of a. I, I want one of those, or I didn't realise I wanted one of those till I saw it two minutes ago. Um, Orpington is usually quite good for things like tyres because there's people bring some of the. The, the tire specialists bring all sorts of stuff. It's the uh, it's but, the one for old bits, isn't it? Like old cars, <laughs> old men, old men, uh, old, old, old tires. Men. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully, some scared extra wheels. I want that man with his little pots uh, of wheels to be there. Well, I have a wheel. I have a wheel calamity uh, because my I have many many team slot. Uh, Lancia Stratoses, which are can be, you know, can be rough as old horses or can be smooth as anything and run beautifully, and the latter ones tend to be that. One. Anyway, I got a checkered flag livery one, so the black and white. Oh yeah, yeah, it's very nice, runs very well, <clears throat> um, and the front wheel came off the axle, and I thought, oh, fine, just happens. I'll just put it back on, and I put it back on, and it was loose, and the hub had sort of cracked. But it was just a little piece, and I thought, ah, I'm going to carefully glue that. And you know, thank God it's the front wheel. Um, and in the course of gluing it, another piece kind of came off. It was almost like it was sort of <laughs> dissolving, rather. <clears throat> anyway, so it sat on the on the ta- on the table, going, "How am I going to fix this?" Because the reason it's significant is that all the other Stratos, Strati, Stratos, says, um, have got the same five spoke wheels. But the checkered flag one has got uh, what I would call a Fiat wheel, much more fussy design. So I can't even sort of nick yeah. one from something else. And having looked on, you know, for cheap parts and all that sort of thing, guess what? Those wheels are not available. So I have to come up with some kind of rescue on this wheel. But I can't imagine anybody's going to have. Well, again, if someone has one lying there, I'll be delighted. But yeah, quite. Um, uh, what was? Uh, 
uh, Franco had this, a similar problem last night because he decided he was going to debut his Renault 5 Maxi Turbo, which is a team slot one. Um, and the hub broke and it had already been glued and it was not going to be glued again. Or if it was, it was going to be sort of diamond shape. So um, he got a little bit sad about that. But I did say that you can probably get those wheels from Pendle. Other stockists are available. Uh, they're very Italian, you know. They're very kind of well, seventies Italian. You know, they're very sort of fussy, etc. But um, so yeah, you mean it's, cool it's, it's, and chic is, is cool, uh, as cool. we were just discussing earlier about Subaru deliveries. <laughs> if it's Italian, it's a lot cooler. It's a lot cooler. Yeah. Well, it's like the old thing about that. He, um, hearing things in Italian, my favorite was because of course you. I'll get. I'll say it long, but quattro figliori is that the right way of saying it? So it sounds like fantastic. So it's you know this is a badge on the back of a car, and you think this is good. It just means green clover leaf. Your four leaf clover, basically. Yeah. That's all they say. So if you, you know, if you did that in English, if you had you know, an MG four leaf clover, you'd go. That's a bit naff. Um, <laughs> because it's an Italian. Ah, oh, this is fantastic. But I think I'm only still from... grieving for my Alpha One Four Seven. I, which I got rid of at the beginning of the year because there was no way in hell it was going to be ULES worthy. Okay. And the door had fallen off. I mean, it's the only car that's ever happened to me. <laughs> I opened the door and it just dropped off. 2009 <laughs> Alpha 147. <laughs> I was driving I around because I couldn't afford to get it done. I took it to an Alpha specialist and he was like, oh my God. And like the part it, you have to order from Italy and it takes weeks and weeks and weeks. And it was not just the pin that holds the door on. It was the whole thing um, had just sort of sheared. It wasn't corroded or anything. It just broken. And uh, it was going to cost quite a lot of money. So I drove it with Gorilla Tape holding the door on. <laughs> Getting in and out of the passenger side for about eight weeks. Um, yeah. And you sold it. How much did you yeah, sell it? I sold it to We Buy Any Car. <laughs> Uh, we picked the pictures from one side, obviously. Yes, yes. Who <laughs> offered me a price and then gave me a third of it because that's what oh. they do. Really? Yeah. Oh well, that's the, we need a consumer. That's a, that's a for a, that's for a consumer affairs show. You tell me. I about should that, try doing you? that. I should I should get people to sell me slot cars that way. Oh, I think that's well, worth about forty quid. Here's twelve. <laughs> Good yeah. Take it and be happy. I think you might end up with a broken nose if you tried that sort of thing. <laughs> I don't see it going down well. But, uh, you know, don't don't try it at Orpington. That's all I'm saying. No, no. Right. I think we probably should wrap up because I can't remember the thing we were going to. Talk, I wanted to talk about there because I'm old and I forget things. Mm. It'll come back to me. Can't have been very interesting or important. There you go. There's a bit of wheels falling off Stratoses, and I'm slightly depressed about that. <laughs> Of all the stratos, anyway, um, it wasn't whales so, and pigs. Uh, anyway, that's the main thing. Whales and pigs. Yeah, any other cross uh, animal? What do you call it? Chimera. That's what that is, isn't it? Is it? When you when you mix two animals together, I believe it's a chimera. So, I mean, I wouldn't pick a whale and a pig because I think no. I'm not sure what attributes you're looking for. I mean. <laughs> Seriously big rashes of bacon. <laughs> I mean, you can fill a whole baguette just with one run. But that aside, I don't, I don't really see the benefit. Anyway, we're going completely mad, so we'll probably stop. We'll say goodbye. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>